Hello and welcome back to Global Value. In today's video, we're performing a fundamental stock analysis of Qualcomm Incorporated, ticker symbol QCOM, QCOM. We're looking at Qualcomm today as a subscriber request. Currently, Qualcomm is trading for $119.05 per share. Their stock price has declined by quite a bit so far over the last year. They're down nearly 35%. Going back five years, however, Qualcomm is compounding at a rate of 13.5% annually. Over 10 years, they're compounding at a rate of 7% annually. And going back prior to the global financial crisis, over the last nearly 18 years, Qualcomm has compounded at a rate of about 6.5% annually. Their stock price has nearly tripled over this time. In addition to this, Qualcomm also pays out a dividend. Currently, they have about a 2.5% dividend yield. So their average dividend yield over this entire time frame would be in addition to their compounded annual return. Qualcomm is currently trading about $18 above their 52-week low. They're down more than $70 from their 52-week high. Qualcomm is a very large business. They have a $133.5 billion market cap. For more background about the business, Qualcomm develops and licenses wireless technology and designs chips for smartphones. The company's key patents revolve around CDMA and OFDMA technologies which are standards and wireless communications that are the backbone of all 3G and 4G network. The firm is a leader in 5G network technology as well. Qualcomm's IP is licensed by virtually all wireless device makers. The firm is also the world's largest wireless chip vendor, supplying nearly every premier handset maker with leading edge processors. Qualcomm also sells RF front-end modules into smartphones and chips into automotive and the Internet of Things market. The company also provides development and other services and related products to the United States government agencies and their contractors. Qualcomm Incorporated was founded in 1985 and is headquartered in San Diego, California. So for our fundamental analysis today, we are performing the Select 6 analysis, taking a checklist-style approach of six standard financial metrics to come to a holistic and beginning understanding of Qualcomm based off of their business fundamentals. So this analysis is still a work in progress and it's an opportunity to learn in public, so it will continue to evolve and improve over time. With that said, let's get right into today's analysis. Starting off with metric number one, we want their average return on capital over the last five years to be above 14%. There are two main reasons for this. The first is that the average publicly listed business earns about a 7% return on capital. And the second is that over the long run, over the course of decades, a stock is likely to return approximately what its underlying business returns. And these business returns are going to be captured here by return on capital. So by looking for a benchmark of 14% or higher, we can potentially build in some margin of safety for ourselves based off the overall quality of the business being about twice as good as average. So Qualcomm has earned significantly above average returns on capital in all five of these years. They've been steadily increasing their returns on capital since the COVID-19 pandemic. And in their most recent fiscal year, which ended in late September 2022, they earned about a 46% return on capital, which is very high across the board for nearly any business. Averaged out, Qualcomm's earning about a 34% average return on capital over this time, which is a massive check that's more than double that 14% benchmark we were looking for. And those returns are nearly five times better than that of the average business. Again, this is a massive check to start off on metric number one. Next up for metric number two, here we're taking a high level overview of the growth of the business. So we're looking for revenues, earnings, and free cash flow growth over the last five years. And this metric is all or nothing in nature. Either all three of these are gonna be up for this to be a check, or if even one of these is down, this entire metric will be an X. So over this time, Qualcomm has almost doubled their revenues. Their earnings have gone from being negative in their fiscal 2018 to now they're quite positive in fiscal 2022. This was in part because of a $5 billion income tax expense that Qualcomm 
had in 2018. And at the same time over this period, probably the most important here is that their free cash flows have more than doubled. The reason why this is important is because free cash flow is really the lifeblood of any business, and a business can use free cash flows to reinvest back in the business, make acquisitions, buy back shares, pay down debt, or pay dividends. Ultimately, a business's abilities to produce free cash flow now and until judgment day discounted back by some reasonable interest rate is what that business is going to be worth. So it's great to see such strong growth across the board here for Qualcomm, especially great to see such strong free cash flow growth. This is another strong check on metric number two. Next up for metric number three, here we're taking the perspective of an individual shareholder in the business by looking at Qualcomm on a per share basis. So we're looking for earnings per share growth over the last five years. Again, Qualcomm had negative earnings in 2018 in part because of that $5 billion income tax expense. Since then, they've steadily grown their earnings. And in addition to their strong earnings growth, Qualcomm has also repurchased 22% of their shares outstanding. So this is fantastic for existing shareholders in the business because when you purchase a share of stock, what you're really buying is a fractional ownership percentage in that underlying business. And so when a business buys back shares and decreases the amount of stock that they have outstanding, they're increasing your ownership percentage in the business, which is ultimately going to increase the percentage of the business's profits that you're entitled to without you having to spend a dime. So it's almost as if Qualcomm is making a partial acquisition of itself through these buybacks. So just like with any acquisition, we want a company to be buying back shares where they're getting more value than the price that they're paying. We want these buybacks to be adding value for existing shareholders going forward. And so you might have to dig in and do some more research to understand at what prices Qualcomm was buying back the majority of this stock. But even still, this is strong buybacks coupled with strong earnings growth meaning that their earnings per share have pretty much been supercharged over this time, and this is very strong earnings per share growth here. This is another check on metric number three, our third check in a row, and we are perfect so far to start off for Qualcomm. Next up, metric number four is going to be very similar. Here we're looking for free cash flow per share growth over the last five years. A similar story here in that their free cash flows have more than doubled. Coupling that strong free cash flow growth with their share buybacks, their free cash flows per share are up at a rate that's even faster than either of those. Yet another check here on metric number four, and this is really great to see such strong per share growth coupled with their very highly above average returns on capital because these two these two factors combined together in addition to some of the other metrics we'll look at in just a little bit. If a business is able to sustainably keep these kind of numbers up, this is one of the ways that they're able to really compound their intrinsic value per share over an extended period of time. Again, we're perfect through our first four metrics for Qualcomm. Next up for metric number five, here we're evaluating how the business is utilizing debt. We don't want to be investing in overly levered businesses because during economic downturns, it's overly levered businesses that are at the greatest risk of poor outcomes. Specifically for metric number five, we want their net debt, which is their total total debt minus their cash and their short-term investments to be below the amount of free cash flow that Qualcomm has produced over the last five years. So Qualcomm ended their fiscal 2022 with just under $10 billion worth of net debt. And over the previous five years, Qualcomm has produced about $29 billion worth of free cash flow. That's more than enough free cash flow over this time to be able to easily support this debt load. Qualcomm would be able to pay off all of their net debt with only about a year and a half of their current free cash flows. This is another big check here on metric number five. We're still perfect through five metrics as Qualcomm looks like it is very strongly cash flow generative relative to the amount of leverage that they're using in their business. 
then the big metric of them all, metric number six, we want their average free cash flow to their total enterprise value to give us a yield that's above 5%. If this is the case, this will potentially give us a slight risk premium to the rate of the 10-year treasury yield and potentially give us another reason to be interested in Qualcomm. So we're using their total enterprise value here because it's taking into account both their market cap and their net debt position. And it's going to give us a more accurate picture of the economic reality of their business, more similar to as if Qualcomm were a private company. Qualcomm right now has a $143 billion total enterprise value. And we learned that in the previous five years, Qualcomm has produced $29 billion worth of free cash flow, meaning that in an average year, they're producing about $5.9 billion worth of free cash flow. So when we divide their $5.9 billion of their average free cash flow by their $143 billion total enterprise value, that gives us an average free cash flow to enterprise value yield of approximately 4.2%. That's coming in just shy of that 5% mark we're ideally looking for for a potential risk premium, but that is above the yield of the 10-year treasury right now. Even still, this is just short of that 5% benchmark. So coming in all the way at the end here, this is going to be our first and only X today on Qualcomm. One thing to be aware of as well is that over their last 12 months, Qualcomm has produced $6.8 billion worth of free cash flow as Qualcomm has experienced pretty strong free cash flow growth over this time. So to get a current free cash flow to enterprise value yield for the business, when we divide their $6.8 billion of their last 12 months worth of free cash flow by their $143 billion total enterprise value, that gives us a current free cash flow to enterprise value yield of about 4.8%. So that's a little bit closer to that 5% mark that we'd be looking for, but again, just shy, still above the yield of the 10 year treasury though. So while these metrics are simple, when combined, they can be very powerful. Even though this is an X here on Qualcomm, it doesn't mean that you're going to throw this business out in its entirety. There are a lot of other factors about this business that point to Qualcomm potentially being a high quality business. And so even though this is an X, we're pretty close on both an average and a current basis here. And so it still might be worth your time to dig in and learn more about Qualcomm, especially if you're already interested in the business. Then finally, as a bonus here, we're taking a look at Qualcomm's dividend profile. Right now, Qualcomm is paying out about a 2.5% dividend yield, which is better than that of the average of the S&P 500. So this is an above average yield. However, people make mistakes all the time by blindly chasing dividend yields. So it's important to stop and look at the underlying fundamentals of a business and to determine whether that company is able to support its dividends with either their earnings or their free cash flows, depending on the type of business. For Qualcomm, we want them to be able to support their dividends with their free cash flows. And in four out of these five years, that was the case. Since the COVID-19 pandemic, Qualcomm has been pretty easily able to support their dividends with their free cash flows. They only missed out on doing so in 2018. But again, especially because the business is not that highly levered relative to its free cash flows, that likely wasn't the worst thing, although it's not necessarily the best use of capital allocation there. However, given the strength of their free cash flows in their more recent years, it does look like Qualcomm is in potentially a good position to be able to healthily and sustainably support their dividend now and into the future. So while this is a snapshot of the last five years and the past is not an accurate predictor of the future, it does look like Qualcomm's dividend is currently in pretty good shape. Everything we've discussed so far is important, but there's something missing that in my opinion is the main reason to analyze Qualcomm, which takes us on to using a discounted cash flow model to come to a potential fair value for Qualcomm. A discounted cash flow model is just like any other model in any other discipline. 
Its outputs are going to be sensitive to its inputs. So starting with their current free cash flows and using historical growth assumptions for how the business has grown their free cash flows over the last 20 years to give us a baseline projected estimate going out for Qualcomm over the next 20 years. Again, these are historical growth assumptions that you need to do your own homework on to determine whether these are going to be accurate and applicable potentially going forward. Assuming a growth stage over the next 10 years where Qualcomm grows their current free cash flows at a rate of 9% annually, then using a terminal stage for the 10 years out after that where that growth rate falls in half. If we add in their tangible book value today and we were potentially seeking a 10% rate of return for Qualcomm, then it looks like a fair value for the business is right around $104 per share. So there are some caveats you want to keep in mind. And one is being mindful that we're using these historical growth assumptions and those might not be potentially accurate for the future. Two is that this discount rate would be including their dividend yield. So right now they're paying out a 2.5% dividend yield. So it looks like their stock price would only be increasing by about 7.5% going forward from a $104 price point. Then there are a number of reasons why this might not be potentially accurate going forward for Qualcomm. So you wouldn't want to dig into the business and just learn more. And then finally, and most importantly, this type of analysis is not financial advice. It's not a buy or sell recommendation of any security. And before considering any potential investment decision, and before considering any potential investment decision, please consult with the properly licensed and registered legal and financial professionals. Again, using these same historical growth assumptions from today's current valuations, it looks like you could reasonably expect about an 8% rate of return going forward from Qualcomm, which likely means that their stock price would compound at a rate of about 5.5% annually. And this would have the same caveats as if we were looking for a 10% rate of return. In just a minute, we'll finish our summary about Qualcomm, but we have to address something first. What are some of the qualitative aspects of this business? So starting with some of the key points around a potential long thesis for the business. Number one, Qualcomm is the clear market leader in wireless chip with a leading market share position in 5G chipsets and relationships with every prominent smartphone maker. It has leveraged this expertise into the automotive and internet of things end markets. Number two, barring legal or regulatory challenges, royalty revenue should grow along with the overall smartphone market, even as much of the market growth will come from entry-level phones. And number three, Qualcomm collects royalty income on the majority of 3G, 4G, and 5G handsets sold, as it holds virtually all essential patents used in these networks. Then for some of the key points around a potential short thesis for the company, number one is that Qualcomm needs to diversify beyond smartphones, which may be challenging as a host of competitors are attempting a similar strategy. Number two, Qualcomm's licensing business has faced regulatory scrutiny in the United States, Taiwan, China, South Korea, and other regions. The biggest threat facing Qualcomm is a negative ruling that states its royalties should not be based on the full price of the phone. And number three, Qualcomm's chip business face a host of challenges from potential share loss at Samsung and Apple to some of its customers developing mobile processor IP and design expertise in-house. So hopefully that offers a potential balanced perspective around some of the qualitative aspects of both a long and a potential short thesis for the company. Now let's review what we've learned so far. So in summary, Qualcomm checks the box on five out of six of our metrics. They're earning very high average returns on capital that are nearly five times better than that of a typical business. Over their last five years, they've experienced very strong growth across the board in terms of their revenues, earnings, and free cash flows. They've also bought back 22% of their shares outstanding over this time. So they've experienced very strong per share growth as well. Additionally, Qualcomm looks like it's using very modest amounts of leverage relative to the free cash flows that the business brings in. And so coupling all of those factors together are some of the signs that potentially point to Qualcomm being a wonderful business. 
Our only X today came all the way at the end when Qualcomm was just shy of where we wanted them to be to give us an adequate risk premium that would be slightly above the yield of the 10-year treasury. And that was the case on both an average and a current basis for their free cash flows compared to their enterprise value. However, it's worth noting, while both of those yields were below that 5% benchmark we're looking for, they were above the yields of the 10-year treasury. So that means that Qualcomm is still potentially an interesting business to look at, especially given some of the other factors around the business. Then looking at their dividend profile, it looks like Qualcomm has healthily supported their dividends in the four of the last five years. And in recent years, since the COVID-19 pandemic, they've experienced a surge in free cash flows that's been able to help them support their dividends with plenty of breathing room there. Then finally, performing a discounted cash flow analysis of Qualcomm using historical growth assumptions for the business. So if you've done the work and you believe those historical growth assumptions, it looks like from today's valuations, you could reasonably expect about an 8% total return going forward from Qualcomm. And that if you were seeking a potential 10% rate of return from the business, a fair value for Qualcomm is right around $104 per share. So again, it's worth reiterating that this type of analysis is not financial advice. It's not a buy or sell recommendation of any security. And before considering any potential investment decision, please consult with your financial advisor. One resource that will definitely help you stay up to speed with what's going on in the market and help you learn more about the business is Seeking Alpha. Checking out Seeking Alpha directly supports the channel as I'm part of their affiliate program. So most of you probably know Seeking Alpha as a source of community written articles on different stocks. But over the past little while, they've actually become a lot more than that with their new offering, which is Seeking Alpha Premium. Premium has a number of different features where you can track, buy, hold, and sell ratings on your favorite stocks. These ratings are from the Seeking Alpha community, Wall Street analysts, and Seeking Alpha's algorithm. You can see earnings call transcripts, investor presentations, SEC filings, and press releases all in one place. You can add your own margin of safety targets and get alerts for when your favorite stocks hit that level. You can get unlimited access to Seeking Alpha articles, and you can tailor your rating experience based on the type of investor you are. You can get 10 years of financial data on any stock to help you with your analysis. You can also import your portfolio into your Seeking Alpha dashboard to make research easier. And if that didn't convince you, the best thing is that an annual plan is only 99 bucks. That's only 27 cents per day through my referral link down in the description below. Normally premium is $239, but they are currently running a general offer for $119. But if you use my link, it's only 99 bucks. So check it out if you're interested. As a value investor, you're ultimately trying to conduct your research as if you're going to own 100% of the business and you can truly understand the ins and outs of the company and understand the underlying essence of the business. So through your deeper research into Qualcomm, you'll learn more about the qualitative and the quantitative aspects of the company and you'll likely be able to determine for yourself what a reasonably appropriate intrinsic value for the company will be. So with that said, that's it for today's fundamental stock analysis of Qualcomm Incorporated, ticker symbol QCOM, QCOM. Again, we looked at the business as a subscriber request today, so I'm happy to make an analysis of the company. So if you enjoyed today's video, please be sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel for more stock analysis videos, and comment down below what business you want me to take a look at next time. Thanks for learning about Qualcomm with me, and have a great day.